Hi friends, welcome to Insignis. Let's talk about remarkable science. We're looking through some startling new figures from Puerto Rico this morning that show the true human cost of Hurricane Maria. So first, a little bit of background. So Puerto Rico, if you weren't exactly sure, so this is an unincorporated U.S. territory. It's one of the Caribbean islands just to the right of Haiti and the Dominican Republic, if you happen to know where those are, and not where Puerto Rico is. So on September 20th, 2017, Puerto Rico was hit by Hurricane Maria. Hurricane Maria was a huge hurricane, uh, so it falls in at the 10th most intense tropical hurricane ever recorded, and the deadliest since June in 2004, but we're going to talk about how deadly it might have been. Not to mention nearly $100 billion U.S. dollars in damages, making it the third most costly hurricane ever. So despite knowing all this, despite knowing these formidable statistics, and at the time Puerto Rico was reeling after the blow that was dealt to it by this hurricane, the official death count after Hurricane Maria, even three months after the disaster, sat at a remarkably low 64 Puerto Rican lives. So why was the death count attributed to Hurricane Maria so low, just 64 deaths? It's presumed that this is because of some of the, the kind of political things in Puerto Rico that allow you to attribute a death to a natural disaster. So according to the CDC, deaths may only be attributed to a natural disaster if they are caused by forces relating to the event. In this case, death could be caused by flying debris, by unsafe or unhealthy work conditions relating to injury or illness or loss of necessary medical services following the disaster. And in Puerto Rico, every disaster-related death has to be confirmed by the Institute of Forensic Sciences, which requires that the body be transported to the capital city or an official leave the capital to investigate that death. Imaginably, this is a slow system, this is bureaucratic, and it could take a long time and there could be severe delays before the issuance of an official death certificate with the proper cause of death, especially when these are indirect deaths, deaths that aren't due to things like flying debris or maybe your house caves in or something like that. But due to the widespread devastation in Puerto Rico, it would not have taken a genius to decipher that the official estimate of 64 deaths was likely widely inaccurate. And so there was people who cared who thought that this was an injustice to Puerto Rico, and they set out to right this wrong. Because getting an accurate assessment of damages and deaths caused by disasters is really important in being able to coordinate the, the proper response, and also for future risks and preparations for the future. Because Puerto Rico is still an island, it's still sitting out there in the Caribbean, and it's going to get hit by another hurricane. And we need to be ready for it next time, and hopefully less people get hurt and less damages occur. We need to build for the future, and that's important. So there's some lovely folks over at Harvard University who recognized this and took action. The approach they took to get a better estimate of how people in Puerto Rico had been affected by the hurricane is that they decided to do a door-to-door -door survey. This sounds a little bit archaic, but honestly, this is a good way to assess what happened. This is a good way to speak to individual people and just ask them how they've been affected and get a real feel for how the Puerto Ricans were affected by this. 
So they divided up Puerto Rico into regions based on how rural they were and selected randomly from these houses using OpenStreetMap technology so that they could go door to door to these houses and survey the families inside. The idea is that if you simply ask people to report any deaths in their household and how they died over the last few months, they'll be able to tell you. These are deaths, these are memorable events, and these are things people know about. Of course, that doesn't work if there's only one person in that household who died, because then there's no one else to ask, and that house is probably empty at the moment. So this method does tend to kind of underestimate, but as a whole, it's quite accurate, and this has been proven by other studies in the past. So from data collected, they found that 5.5% of the sample population were reported to have moved. That's 1 in 20 people having moved post-hurricane. This could be due to damages. This could be due to unhappiness with their situation. This could be due to loss of services. This could be due to anything. But still, 1 in 20 people moved. And almost half of those people moved outside of Puerto Rico. So right here, right off the bat, we have... 2-3% of the population has entirely fled Puerto Rico, probably to the mainland United States for the most part. So this is a pretty significant number of people to flee the country. And that maybe this gives you a sense that maybe 64 people dying is also not accurate at all. That's a really low number. So another thing they were able to assess was the care that people weren't able to access. And so you had numbers of as high as 15% of people were unable to access medicine. They were unable to go to a pharmacy to get medicines they needed. Near 10% of people weren't able to use the respiration equipment if they had trouble breathing, if they needed oxygen. Again, almost 10% of people had damaged roads or closed facilities or even weren't able to access a doctor or even call 911 services. These are important things. These are important things that let our communities continue and these are services that are very important because people rely on them and these things were lost in puerto rico for for some people for several months because the response wasn't adequate because some of the estimates for the damages to puerto rico were not accurate and so the help the aid that it got from the mainland united states and the government wasn't adequate and that's why proper assessment, that's why proper studies such as this, which are able to better estimate the damages, are so important. And that's why these need to be done right away, right off the bat, and probably through official sources so that they're recognized quicker and that you can get people the help they need. So all of those measures before were really bonus measures. What they were really interested in was the mortality caused by this. So from the death reports that they were able to get from door-to-door -door studies, there was a 62% increase in mortality rate from September through to the end of the year, compared with the year before. So by the numbers, this study estimated that they were in excess of 1,500 to almost 10,000 additional deaths in 2017 that are attributable to Hurricane Maria. And so in, in a short time frame, without overly due work, without overly due cost, the official death count of 64, only 64, can easily be shown to be substantially lower than it should be. So this paper's final conclusion was that an estimated 4,645 excess deaths are likely to be attributed to the hurricane. 
And this is probably a conservative estimate. It's probably higher than this number. So while the hurricane itself might not have directly killed a relatively significant number of Puerto Ricans, the interruption of services are what was really important. And the collapse of infrastructure following the disaster is what had a really large impact. And this kind of parallels the recent Ebola crisis, where you had an already unstable system, which was toppled by a disaster. And this causes a lot more deaths as a result of system failure compared with the inciting crisis. As the hospital systems aren't able to accommodate all the people that are coming to the hospitals and are reporting and saying that they're sick, none of these people are getting any treatment at all because there's too much hysteria. And that's what happened with the Ebola crisis. And here in Puerto Rico, there was just nobody getting any services at all. Also, being able to officially recognize a death as caused by a disaster is actually really important to families on another level, too. Because this gives people emotional closure, this qualifies them for things like disaster-related aid, and it's even been showed to promote resilience within that family. No one's blaming themselves. Anyways, as of this recording, the official death count has been revised to 2,975 as of August 2018, and Puerto Rico is working with Washington State University to get the most accurate assessment of the death count they can get. But that being said, with almost a 50-fold difference between the initial estimate and the current estimate, the government should be thoroughly embarrassed to have released that initial statistic in the first place. Anyways, it's still too soon to tell if these numbers and these studies are going to have effect on preparations for next time. But hopefully this is a lesson learned. And it's really nice to see that academic science, the people from Harvard were able to get together, publish a study, do these surveys, and this had an immediate effect on kind of whipping the government into shape and getting people to look at this event and going, hey, something's wrong here. So hopefully next time a storm blows through, there's going to be better preparations and there's going to be better response from the government. So things like this are really important on a broader scale as well. Because what goes on your death certificate is really important. These are numbers that are used for political decisions. These are numbers that are used for financial decisions. And so accurately recording what goes on to a death certificate is actually really important. And this needs to be as precise as possible. And you can see how undiligent the government was in this case. And this can provide big problems later on because these are how we make decisions. These are how we know what to treat, where to put our money. And some reports have showed that up to 60% of death certificates in the United States are inaccurate. And this is completely unacceptable. We're basing major medical and financial decisions off of these numbers, and we need to be able to do them right. This podcast is meant to tell you enough to speak competently about the most influential papers of the previous year. Today's episode was based on the number one discussed paper, according to all metric statistics, titled Mortality in Puerto Rico After Hurricane Maria by Kishore et al. This has been Insignis. Thanks, friends.